Hello and welcome to the Creative Worship Leader Podcast, where we elevate the practical side of leading worship, leading people, and harnessing creativity so you can experience divine fulfillment. I'm Dean Mitchum, your host, and I'm so thankful that you joined me. For more information, you can visit DeanMitchum.com. Today, we're going to talk about seven simple rules for singing a powerful prophetic song during worship. So we want you to be confident in ministering the heart and mind of God in the most effective and meaningful way. So Bishop Hammond has always taught us that being prophetic is simply expressing the heart and mind of God. And we want to do that through music in the most effective and meaningful way. Now, I've been leading worship for, you know, uh, a long time, probably 35, 36 years now. And the last 27 years, I have been involved with Christian International, Bishop Hammond, Apostles Tom and Jane Hammond, and the prophetic movement. In the last 22 years, I've been here at the headquarters. And so we've seen a lot of things happen. And uh, so we kind of like to make sure people stay in a flow where they can effectively minister the song of the Lord. And so we can avoid the agony of the everlasting song of the Lord. And anybody been in a prophetic house anytime, anywhere, you can probably testify that that is something you've experienced and you wished that you hadn't. <laughs> well, anyway, uh, there is a better way that we can add value in life to the service when we sing prophetic songs. And to start with, we should be full of the Word and full of the Spirit when we sing with psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. That's Colossians 3.16 and Ephesians 5.18. And we should be trained prophetically to hear the voice of God. And uh, so if you want information about that, you can visit my website, deanmitchum.com or christianinternational.com. We offer plenty of training on how to hear the voice of God and be a prophetic person. So today's episode, again, we're going to talk about the Uh, how to sing a powerful prophetic song. Seven simple rules, we should say, for doing that. Um, And so let's get started. Here we go. The first rule is sing from the current musical flow. All right. Now, don't ask the musicians to play a different beat or chords when you go into your prophetic song, because truly what's happened is you've been inspired by what's already going on. So keep the momentum going by cooperating with the current musical flow. That is really simple, but it's powerful. It's important because if there's something happening and there's life in something and you've inspired and the spirit is directed, you want to stay with it. And probably uh, if you're on a worship team and you have a prophetic song, that's what you need to do is simply stay current with the musical flow that's happening. And I've seen it happen where they get up, oh, change the beat, change the chords. It's like it kills it, you know, it kills it. And uh, you don't need to do that. Um, you just need to flow with what's happening. And because there's life in a service, and prophetic songs bring life to a service. And so you flow with what's happening. Our second rule we like to go by is sing within your sphere of authority. Okay? If you're not in charge of the service, don't change the flow of the service. Um, for example, our team, when we have a prophetic song, uh, we have something that we do. We kind of step forward so that I can see someone has it and without having to wave me down and say, hey, I have a prophetic song. They simply step forward and change position. And then I uh, can sense the flow of the service. I look to what's going on with pastors, what's happening in the congregation, what's happening with the flow, and then I can release that. And so my authority is to direct the worship portion of the service 
under the pastors or the elders for the overall part of the service. So I'm not going to change the flow of the service because I'm not in charge of it, but I can change the flow of the worship portion where they've given me authority. So as a singer on a team and even as a worship leader, if you have a prophetic song, you know, you're not going to change the entire flow of the service. So there's sometimes when we have prophetic songs where we actually sing over a person, we call them out of the congregation. But the way we have it set up for our team is that's something that we want to uh, have, you know, permission to flow because that changes what I'm doing and it might change what's happening in the service, but our pastors give us authority to make that happen, but I respect and allow that to go. So if you're not in charge of the service or you're not in charge of the worship portion, you don't stay within your sphere of authority. Number three, sing with your mind on the message. Simply deliver what God has given you. There's no need to overdo the delivery. As my wife, Lisa, I like to say, less fluff and more stuff. There's no need to go on and on and on about what's going on. Just deliver the message. I heard Catherine Mullins say they taught at the ramp to sing the burn. So sometimes, you know, that's a, that's a flame that you just keep singing over and over again. And uh, back to less fluff and more stuff. You ever received a package from Amazon or any delivery service? You get a box that's 10 times big as what you got inside. And that package is like, whoa, <laughs> there's a lot of stuff, <laughs> a lot of fluff around the stuff I ordered. Um, and so that's going to happen when we sing a prophetic song. It would be just go on and on. There's too much fluff. Give me the message God has given you for me or the congregation. Deliver the message. Okay. Oops. Sorry about that sound. I uh, just had my uh, message go off. We'll put that in airplane mode. All right. Sorry about that. Um, so sing with your mind on the message. Okay, that's number three. Number four, sing within the strength of your voice. Singing forcefully and at the top of your range does not increase the anointing. Okay, so let's be aware of that. Singing forcefully and at the top of your range does not increase the anointing. You have a voice and you have a sweet spot in your voice. Some people have a beautiful tone without a whole lot of range. Some people have a whole lot of range and a beautiful tone. Some people have a way of delivering the passion in their voice. It doesn't mean they have the greatest voice. It means they can sing on pitch and they can deliver. So don't try to impress people with your range doing a prophetic song. Let's just sing within the strength of our voice and make sure that's, you know, delivered clearly and, and on point. And so we don't, you know, mess up the flow there, so to speak. So next is number five is sing with clarity. Make sure you are understood. We're using our voice as a delivery method by singing clearly. Make sure that you're in that microphone. Make sure that you are singing words of clarity. Now, I have to confess, I've been singing a prophetic song, and it rolls off my tongue, and I'm creating words that don't make sense because they're not really words. But, you know, we practice to get better. And so the more we do this, we have to tune in. And remember, we're singing to music. And so it's not how many words go in as they taught us in prophetic. It's not the length. It's the strength. And likewise, with a prophetic song, make sure the message that God has given you for the congregation or for a person is clear and understood. And six is sing with passion. Be believable by using the melody and vocal dynamics properly. If you're simply singing, the ministry will be diminished. It's like giving a testimony about God changing your life. If you don't sound like your life's been changed, it's not 
believable. Your testimony is not believable. So sing with passion so that you believe God has given you a message for the congregation or for somebody. You believe God has given you a breakthrough sound that's going to set the captives free. You believe God has given you something to birth. Release that song. Release it, you know, with passion because you do believe what God has given you, and it shows. And seven of all these rules, we're going to come back to number seven. And number seven is stop singing. Yes, stop singing. You can tell when the anointing is finished. Don't force it to continue. When the message or ministry is complete, it's time to stop. You may enjoy the excitement. We may enjoy that moment. But if it's over, it's over. We don't want another everlasting song of the Lord. The the truth is, if the song goes too long, people forget what you said in the beginning, in the middle. And by the time you get to the end, they're tired, worn out, and wondering, what was this about anyway? So you're singing a message that's clear. You're singing, you know, something that's powerful, but it comes to an end. Every song we sing in worship has has an intro and an outro, and it has an end, all right? So prophetic songs have endings. Thank God. So anyway, that's an extra point for you. So the bottom line is this. Are you ministering the heart and mind of God in the most effective and meaningful way? All right, so let's review our seven simple rules for singing a powerful prophetic song during worship. Number one, sing from the current musical flow. Number two, sing within your sphere of authority. Number three, sing with your mind on the message. Number four, sing within the strength of your voice. Number five, sing with clarity. Number six, sing with passion. And number seven, stop singing. Well, I appreciate you joining me today. And that brings this episode to an end. And uh, hey, We'd like to invite you to visit DeanMitchum.com for more information. If you could like me on Facebook and follow me on Instagram, I appreciate it. And until the next time, remember to live your life creatively as worship unto God.